Welcome to Your Personnel File, a podcast from U.S. Army Human Resources Command. Your Personnel File explores the programs, policies, and initiatives designed to serve you, the soldier, veteran, and family member. Now, let's join our host and find out what's inside Your Personnel File at HRC. Hello, thanks for joining us on Your Personnel File. We're back in the studio today and bringing you all the latest information on programs, policies, and initiatives underway here at the U.S. Army Human Resources Command and Fort Knox. So whether you're listening to us at work, while you're in your car, or perhaps at the gym, thanks for downloading this episode of Your Personnel File. As always, we hope you'll find it informative, enlightening, and maybe just plain entertaining. And maybe share it with your friends, mention it to someone else in your circle. Today we're talking with the Reserve Personnel Management Directorate's Marketplace Integration Team. RPMD is led by Colonel Peggy McManus and is an important directorate within the command as it essentially serves as a mini HRC for the U.S. Army Reserve. Its staff provides human resources support and professional development to more than 1.1 million U.S. Army Reserve soldiers. This includes active guard reserve soldiers, members of the individual ready reserve, and those in the Individual Mobilization Augmentee Program, making this directorate an indispensable part of the overall Army readiness. With that, we're talking the marketplace for reserve AGR personnel. My guests today are Lieutenant Colonel Carrie Speeton, Major Jason Wright, both from RPMD. Thanks for joining me today, and tell me about your position and a little bit of your expertise. Thanks for having us today. Um, my name is Lieutenant Colonel Kerry Speeton, and in addition to being a part of the Marketplace Integration Team working to put the Marketplace into the IPSA environment, um, my day job is as an ORSA in the RPMD analysis branch as a data analyst for the, for the directorate. And my name is Major Jason Wright. I am a Branch Chief in Talent Management Division of RPMD. Uh, formerly a talent manager uh, for the 42 population and as a secondary role I was appointed to the lead for the marketplace integration as we transition the AGR program into an IPSA environment. Okay great so we've got some experts on the panel today thanks so much. Uh, let's jump right in. First what is marketplace and what did it do? Yep, so Marketplace is an environment for the AGR soldiers, HRC, and the units to interact and assist in the soldier placement process. The intent was to allow soldiers to see all the opportunities for them and open communication channels um, between the soldier and the potential units. Uh, this allows us soldiers to have a better understanding of the potential positions um, and allow units to see the soldiers that are preferencing those positions and subsequently preference those soldiers back for assignment in their organizations. HRC takes all the data uh, accumulated during the market process, um, all the preference information to make final slating decisions. Um, this assists HRC talent managers in making better assignment decisions based on the needs of the Army incorporating the unit and the soldier's needs and wants as well. Uh, the intent of moving the AGR assignment process into the market environment is kind of threefold. We really pressed hard with the marketplace to focus on transparency, accuracy, and efficiency. Great, okay. Uh, how does the marketplace improve that transparency for soldiers and units alike? 
Okay, so Marketplace provides more transparency for soldiers by displaying every position that the soldiers qualified for within that given market. It also allows soldiers to see details that the unit deems specific to those positions um, and allows the soldiers to make better assignment decisions when they're reviewing the positions available within that market. Uh, lastly, and one of the key components to the two-sided market is that soldiers will see when a unit has preferenced them in their top percentage of available candidates within that market. Uh, unit transparency begins with the mission essential requirements list. Every unit will have the ability to see the MER from the company through HRC level in real time as the MER is being conducted. Um, and they'll be able to see, I as a company or a battalion commander can see how my positions are preferenced at that major subordinate command level in real time. Additionally, units get signals from the soldiers as the soldiers preference those unit positions during the preferencing process. Um, they will have the ability to view the soldier's STP, their soldier talent profile, mm -hmm. and as they preference their soldiers back, it allows the units more opportunity to make better decisions in that preferencing process. Um, subsequently, as discussed, um, units can preference candidates within the market, and that preferencing sends the soldier that signal. Okay. And so this is what you just described as that two-sided market. That's correct. Right? The so feedback. A, a unit and a soldier mm -hmm. facing uh, participation in the market. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the predictability that, that it creates in the marketplace. Um, how important is the predictability uh, to Army readiness? So specific to the AGR program, predictability um, has always been a challenge for us, yeah. um, primarily because at HRC uh, we lost a lot of the tools that used to provide that back when Agrimus went down. And in our current systems, much of what was happening here at HRC was kind of a closed loop uh, mm -hmm. to the field, the soldiers and the units. And so the advent of IPSA now and putting all of that data there uh, is, is huge for the program as a whole to be able to see in a better sight picture on that future, both for soldiers again and units. Uh, specifically the YMAV code now that is being leveraged for the AGRs um, allows soldiers to see when we plan on moving them next and that predictability that they have for their mm -hmm. family members and planning ahead and seeing HRC's plan somewhere where it's visible, such as on their STP in front of them, uh, allows them to engage HRC talent managers sooner rather than later. And the sooner we can make those adjustments now that are visible to everyone, the better it allows us here uh, with that data to better support the readiness concerns and the readiness needs uh, throughout the Army Reserve formations and those active component commands where Reserve AGR soldiers sit. Uh, additionally, uh, that, that MER process that Major Wright mentioned, uh, that Mission Essential Requirements list where the units provide their feedback here and up to HRC uh, to prioritize their requirement needs in the field are better served by that type of predictability and seeing the entire time that we're working for potentially three months to plan that next cycle, that distribution cycle, um, they, can, they can access that data at any point throughout that market and they can provide input and reach back up here to their account managers and those talent managers and discuss any of the issues that may be coming down the pipe with op-tempo events, 
uh, specific in, in, in the reserve units, systexes and training exercises that they really need to fill in advance of those readiness exercises that, that they need someone with a little bit more experience than having rolled into a door days ahead of time before a unit moves out for those types of events. Yeah, and so as we're talking about this, and you mentioned it, say, so is it is it the data-rich environment that we now have available to us, you know, after release three? Um, is it part of our HRC 2030 reorganization that really brought this out so we could give that transparency and we could have those um, engaging interactions with all of our population? I, I think for it's primarily IPSA, which has been the facilitator of a data-rich environment now available in a lot of ways to the AGR program specifically sure. uh, here within HRC. Uh, the stovepipe systems that we've faced uh, prior to IPSA made it very tough to communicate and coordinate with the field. In fact, we'll get into a little bit of some of these other benefits on the efficiency side uh, here later on in this discussion. Um, HRC 2030 and the future of HRC is also a driving factor here, uh, and I believe the the IPSA side of the house facilitates all of that. Sure. Um, and so it, it's been extremely great. Our FMD G1, uh, the G1 IPSA team partners that have been working with us yeah. uh, to develop this capability inside of IPSA, uh, both for a new capability for uh, the RP director and the AGR force, but it, uh, also the future capability to replicate much of what the active component uh, has had in this new environment and tying it all together is a is a big part of all of this eventually um, projected strength all those data types of needs that the army has right at, and at I, the higher levels and i see this as a good news story so really i want to thank you both for being here today and and us getting able to get this podcast fit in right now um so does the well we kind of already touched on it but i want to ask does the development of marketplace improve um, other hrc processes yeah, and from the uh, the analyst side of the house here within our PMD, I, I would speak to uh, Major Wright's points of the the pillars, the three pillars, uh, efficiency and accuracy here from a data perspective is is the the big win. Yeah, uh, and and not so much from HRC only. Uh, primarily, the accuracy and efficiencies gained by using the system and using this marketplace environment will be a huge win to the field. Um, and, and timely reporting and the ability to see the life cycle of these assignments from start to end mm -hmm. uh, and so that everybody's on the same page. But specifically, um, we, it was the, the marketplace that will now eliminate several thousand data transactions that yeah. we face here, uh, typically in the form of emails uh, from HRC sure. going out to the field. Uh, I think, you know, typically we send every time twice a year we send 100 emails four times throughout the course of a six-month planning cycle out to all of those command G1 strength managers out in the field. Uh, with the advent of all of this now residing in IPSA, we will go down to zero emails finally, sharing data and the, the inefficiencies and inaccuracies that come with passing Excel spreadsheets around. Yeah. Um, and the real-time monitoring of mm -hmm. the uh, inputs that are being made in the field uh, an account manager can review the percentage complete of MER by a command during the MER process. They'll be able to see that information in real time. Okay. Yeah, and, and the best part with that is it allows our account managers to engage those command strength managers much earlier than waiting until the end of a time window when they would get the results. And now mm -hmm. we spend another 
two weeks, three weeks sorting out that mess. Now we can watch it happening in real time and we can engage early and try to make the time hacks to make everyone's lives easier right, and faster yeah, and more efficient. This isn't the end of the process, right? right. After right. the marketplace and we get your preferences, there's still that whole process of moving the person as well. So, right. so on uh, that this piece, is exciting. Uh, there's some, some major efficiencies on that side of it too. Yeah. So once the marketplace is complete and we go through distribution conference, and I'll just speak for myself, I as the talent manager for the 42 population in the AGR program, I may have 110 movers. That's 110 emails that I send, Excel spreadsheets of the positions available and have you sure. preference them. Then I have to reconstitute that in version, some mega version spreadsheet. 189. Right. So I have to reconstitute that into a mega spreadsheet. Yeah. And then I'm trying, while, all, while I'm collecting all this and reconsolidating all that data, I'm also doing your talent your talent projection, which position makes sense for you next. Yeah. Whereas while this is going on in market, I can be doing all that stuff. The post-market screening criteria for EFMP and MACP and working with other talent managers to ensure that we get joint domicile met. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of that stuff can be done where historically I was spending several days reconstituting a spreadsheet. Sure. And, and every extra day that it takes HRC up here to come up with the plan is just one more day that that plan isn't being communicated with both the yeah. soldiers, their families, and the units. Yeah. And so all of those time gains will add up very yeah. quickly and hopefully to a much better, yeah. faster assignments published and planned sooner than ever before yeah. is the goal. And what I appreciate about being able to speak with you all person to person, because I can see your passion, but I can also see your frustration on the you know former mm -hmm. system. Yep. And uh, sometimes that doesn't get conveyed in just our voices. So, um, you know, happy for the soldiers and the users of the process and then the talent managers who do so much um, and then, you know, the management of the system. So um, important stuff here today. All right. So uh, let's talk about um, the marketplace. Is it designed for specific ranks only? So it's kind of a two-sided answer. There's a yes and a no. For the AGR population to know, uh, it's not designed for any specific rank. The marketplace will execute the same for all ranks, enlisted, officer, warrant officer, um, for all the ranks that we manage at HRC in the AGR program. That's your enlisted E4 through E8, your warrant W01 through CW4, and your officers O1 through O5. Okay. Um, so there is a yes, kinda. Um, the job views within that market are going to, the view, the visibility will be limited based off your control grade, if applicable, your current grade, and your MOS or your AOC. Mm -hmm. So it, the, the execution of the market, no, but your specific views, yes, it is kind of designed for that specifically. Okay. Um, and the, the, the add-on to that discussion for the field to be aware of, and if I'm a soldier out there wondering what I'm going to see when, when I'm first using this, mm -hmm. is there are a couple of those data points that the, our talent managers in our PMD will be communicating out to their populations to make clear to the soldiers that these are the data points that will be most critical to ensure are correct so that you see the correct positions. Um, and you you have an opportunity to preference those jobs in the IPSA marketplace that, that makes sense for you. Um, and so between that and working through the ability to give the field a broad swath of all of those opportunities is, uh, is another big 
big win here for the marketplace. And we can come out to the field and say, here are these immaterial positions that any branch or any MOS enlisted could go to that have historically, they're all over our structure as far as requirements and validated requirements throughout the Army Reserve. And we can now offer those immaterial positions to everyone Mm -hmm. and get their feedback right. and see if you know maybe those positions that we've historically filled with with a 42 alpha um, HR sergeant makes more sense to go with someone else that wants to go to that position or that right. location and we have a chance to see all that now mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's kind of a big thing with that broader open market with job openings that can be published out to the masses okay yeah. and all I, right. I think it's important to uh, about marketplace design. Uh, we, as the AGR program has discussed, will operate in a two-sided market, so there's a unit facing and a soldier facing. We have no intent currently to transition into any kind of a one-sided market. There is some possibility that we could leverage that for very specific reasons in the AGR program, but I think it's important for the listeners to know that we will operate exclusively in a two-sided market for now. And, uh, and to better define that, the two-sided market is where the soldiers preference jobs and the units preference those soldiers that are looking at those jobs versus the one-sided that we would leverage when we only want a soldier's preferencing, uh, the, the soldier preference data and, and the units wouldn't have a vote, so to speak. Right. But, but as Major Wright said, we, we don't intend at this time to be leveraging that capability that IPS is offering uh, for the AGR population. Okay. I'm interested in IPS portion of this, but I know um, I don't have the IPS expert with me today, but it's a great question for him. Um, okay, so your team uh, recently conducted two marketplace pilots. How did those go? Yeah, so uh, I'll just start with the first pilot. Um, the first pilot we initiated on around mid-August, and it was a very small group of soldiers and positions assigned to HRC. Okay. And we did that with the intended purpose of, primarily we wanted to confirm the functionality, but yeah. secondarily we wanted to be able to walk in and record Lieutenant Colonel Speeton as he clicked the buttons as the soldier preferencing in that market. I wanted to record the account manager's pieces of that so we could develop training materials to use in Pilot 2. Okay. So we really controlled that first market. The second market was um, focused on scalability, so we scaled everything. Uh, we scaled the participants by a factor of 10, and then we invited some specific U.S. Army Reserve commands to participate as strength managers to, to do the strength, strength manager role. We invited five organizations out of the 30, 30 U.S. Army Reserve command MSCs. Um, that one is actually Today is the last day of the post-market survey. Um, we were able to execute it on 250 soldiers, six commands, and was it six or five? It was six commands, and we did about 250 positions in that market. Um, the primary goal of the second one was one, confirming scalability. Uh, ensuring that the training material we've created from pilot one was feasible, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're gonna take that training material and send it to the IPSA team, and they're gonna develop the user, uh, the job aids and the user manual updates to oh, cool. IPSA proper. Uh -huh. 
And then thirdly, which we weren't expecting to receive, but we received during the, the second pilot was some security roles that strength managers are required to have to execute market transactions. We weren't projecting that we would have these issues, but we found some issues and we were able to resolve them in real time. And we were able to develop some uh, security role setting changes with the IPSA team so that when strength managers in the field before we go live, when they go to do those access requests, they're not having to request a multitude of things. They, there's going to be a role bundle for them to, to mm -hmm. select. Mm -hmm. And I know what you mean because I've paid a lot of attention to IPSA over the time. And so um, for our listeners who may be not familiar with what you just described, that's the, that's the access and role that a user has in the system of IPSA so that they have they can see certain data and make certain decisions in there, right? And approval right. chains. Okay. Just for our listeners who might not be familiar with that depth of the system right. yet. Okay. So overall, I think um, it's, I don't think, but overall the system functionality performed as expected. Good. Okay. Um, as far as the execution of the market, there was no question about, or there was no concern about the base operating principles of the marketplace within IPSA. Everything did what it was supposed to do as long as the, the user that was trying to do that specific action had the permissions required to, to execute it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so success, overall successful. Um, we found some, some challenges. We've developed some ECRs, some engineer change requests that will help market refine over time. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much where it went. Yeah, and uh, I think the, the trick and the, the way ahead here uh, from an RP perspective uh, that I think Major Wright will talk about here in a second a little bit more in depth is to, to really work a two-phased approach now. Uh, we're more than likely still, I think the, all of the pilot results have led us to believe that this is feasible mm -hmm. and, and able to, to go forward, um, potentially here coming up this next calendar year. Uh, for a movement cycle. Um, but overall, while we're going to start executing, there's still a lot of work to be done with our uh, G1 IPSA team partners. And so we're both going to be executing and using the capability as it exists with dozens of future enhancements. And, and much like the rest of the IPSA program these days, is future enhancements planned. Uh, plans to increase the assignment generation process when the marketplace is done and allow that to happen more in IPSA as opposed to pulling that data back into HRC mm -hmm. into separate separate systems to try to sort that out. Uh, we'll be working to make, make that happen. Yeah. Uh, much like uh, the reserve uh, TPU population for the Army Reserves, which has a promotion model that finds vacancies throughout the Army Reserve structure and automatically opens up those jobs to support promotions for the TPU soldiers. Uh, we're already beginning efforts on making a similar program here in IPS for AGR vacancies, which would lead in automatically, again, more efficiency, more accuracy, something that's repeatable and, and sustainable that's just happening on the IPS side that will open these markets and put jobs in based on projected vacancies. And, and those things, I think, are really exciting. I know you can see it on our faces <laughs> over here, um, that, that we can get more of the computers doing some of the work for us to save ourselves time to, to 
be right. better customer service agents. But That's I think right. what you both have described, and it's just you know the the listener on this side of the table, um, I think that this would lend to help readiness and retention because now you have a system where everyone knows the process and can participate. So I mean I think kudos to the RPMD team on this one. Um, I'm excited for it too. I'm not a reservist, but mm-hmm. um, you know that's why it was so important to sit here with with you all today too. So. Um, all right, well, let's check the next question. Um, all right, uh, what happens next? Well, you kind of already touched on that, yeah, but you know what? Let me give you an opportunity to answer it. Um, and what can OCAR and Army Reserve expect? Yeah, so what happens next? As, as we mentioned earlier, the post-market survey completes today, tonight at midnight, and tomorrow we'll begin exporting some of those um, feedback points, bucketing them, giving ourselves a score, Sure. Uh, because we feel that customer feedback is important in this because it's mm-hmm. going to really affect a lot of customers. Um, so we want to get that feedback through and we use the survey mechanism to get it. I've reviewed, I've been reviewing some of the comments. There's some really good constructive points that I feel like we could add into future ECRs. Um, I see a lot of comments that we've already planned for. Um, so. That will start tomorrow. It'll take us a couple of days to put that together. It'll be compiled into a outbrief to the RPMD director after the first of the year. Um, and the outbrief will be uh, a pilot results brief. What did we, what was expected to do? What did it do? And did it meet its intent? And should we or should we not move forward with a full market execution within the next calendar year? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what that brief would, would be requesting is a decision on moving into a marketplace for 2501 is the focused market. Um, and then additionally, while all this is going on, we, we are both on the active component IPSA marketplace integration team and we're assisting and giving lessons learned and, and ensuring that reserve equities are met with the engineer change requests that are going to be required for the active component to come into IPSA too. Um, That's really where we're going from from here. Yeah, for for the field, I would say the biggest takeaway of next steps is everything that we've seen as the RP marketplace integration team. uh, While there is a lot of work to be done, uh, we believe that we're capable of doing it and, and recommending to Colonel McManus as the RP director uh, that we go ahead yeah. and move forward in 2501 with running that, that cycle, uh, that movement cycle within the IPSA and this marketplace environment. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be a challenge. Um, I think the other takeaway for the field, for any users that are listening to this out there, uh, for soldiers that are going to be coming into the marketplace within the IPSA, uh, software to, to use the marketplace here in 2501, for instance, uh, it's fi- very seamless for soldiers. Uh, that yeah. self-service profile of IPSA will take you right to your market that you're in. Right. And Learn you'll your see IPSA. those jobs. Yep. Log into yep. Log into IPSA. Right. Yep. That's step number one. <laughs> um, and, and again, our, our talent managers here in RP have fantastic plans already once we get the go, sure. the go word. Uh, the the marketing campaigns coming out of RPMD yeah. career managers talent managers are, is is going to be fast and furious out there right. in the field to let them know 
The, the biggest challenge that I think we found during the pilots that our account managers, that are that, that HRC link to the commands, so the command strength manager G1 levels, mm -hmm. is, is the IPSA security roles and permissions associated with their use of the market. Uh, and again, I, I know the recommendation to Colonel McManus is going to be that we begin engaging those commands because for every assignment movement cycle, it's typically every command. Yeah. You know, unlike soldiers where if you're in a cycle, you won't be for another however many years, right. those commands need to really become familiar with how this works so that they can both do the work they need to do and support right. soldiers within their formations. Right. Uh, and that's going to be a huge uh, get out and get out early here before in April or the summer time frame when we begin doing this to really try to get everybody on. on yeah, that was my last question. So 2501, we're talking winter 2024 prep Correct. time, right? Or that, execution that's the time. movement window. We, we, okay. And we right, begin it. executing and leveraging this marketplace environment roughly around April, visible to the field. Right. April to May of 2024. Yeah. Correct. Okay, so uh, is that decision, uh, out of the decision brief, if we if we lean forward into a marketplace mm -hmm. there, there's going to there's be uh, a significant education campaign that happens from January till April. Sure. So specifically from talent management division side, um, my talent managers were already preparing what that education campaign would look like mm -hmm. and putting together all that language and emails um, and getting ready because it's, there's going to be a lot to learn really, yeah. really quickly. There's a plan, though. That's what's important. Yeah. There's a plan. And, and, and kudos, as always, shouts go out to our IPSA partners because they're also working yeah. the training team up at OCAR, That's at right. the OCAR IPSA team. Is are all supporting just, with products that they're well, going to Well, I wish I had it in soon. front of me. They won an award this week. It's uh, a prestigious award, and I, it slips my mind, and I apologize. It just hit social media today. So, I mean, they're, they're doing fantastic things. So, um, all right, gentlemen. Well, look, uh, thank you very much. I really enjoyed our podcast. Tell us how uh, customers can find RPMD or your section. So from the talent management side, uh, every soldier in the AGR program has a talent manager. If they need more information regarding marketplace and future distribution cycle planning, they should contact their talent managers. Um, from the unit side, unit strength managers all have an account manager. If they would like to speak marketplace, all the account managers have the base data available to them as well um, that, that marketplace provides. Um, and then I, as the Marketplace Integration Team Lead, I'm always available uh, primarily via Teams and then, of course, the HRC website. Website, okay. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much. I appreciated your time today. Thank you. Thank you. My guests today were Lieutenant Colonel Kerry Speeton and Major Jason Wright, two Army leaders whose number one priority here at the U.S. Army Human Resources Command is always putting soldiers first. RPMD is just one of five directorates at HRC committed to serving our valued customers, soldiers, units, families, retirees, and veterans in ways that have a transformative impact on their careers and families. To our listeners, I hope you take away some valuable information today and will join us again next time. As always, we invite you to stay in touch with HRC by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm your host, Ali Scott, and this is your personnel file. Your Personnel File is a monthly podcast brought to you by the Army Human Resources Command Public Affairs Office located at Fort Knox. 
Our technical support was provided by the HRC Audiovisual Team. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Your Personnel File.